0: I'm Carol Joyce Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 90. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, I am sitting at one of my favorite places in the whole world, and we're going to talk about it and tell you where it is, and I'm meeting with the associate director of this magical kingdom, and her name is Mrs. Marge Mead. Welcome, Marge.
1: It's good to be with you.
0: Marge has been here at the Wade Center in Wheaton, at, on Wheaton College's campus across from the chapel for 44 years? More than that. More than 44, but we're not counting. And she is just such a gift to the Wheaton College community and to everyone who knows her. And we're just going to be talking a little bit about the history of this amazing place and maybe spur you on to some family trips because I can't think of anywhere uh, better to come to enrich your children's lives and love of literature, so Marge, tell us a little bit about the Wade Center, what it is, and how it began and where it's come.
1: well, first of all, we would be delighted to have any of your listeners come to visit mm-hmm. um, whether with a family, so it's a brief visit possibly, or come longer just to sit and use our resources in the reading room and I just want to make sure that that invitation is out there. Mm-hmm. The Wade Center um, is is truly um, An incredible story how it began. Clyde Kilby who was a professor of English here at Wheaton College in the 1940s he began to read C.S. Lewis and that was long before Lewis was terribly well known in the states or in other countries and uh, Dr. Kilby was given a book called *Case for Christianity*, which a lot of people don't even who maybe read Lewis may not know. That was the first of three books that later became *Mere Christianity*. And Dr. Kilby was just—he was a professor, taught literature, so he loved story. But he started reading Lewis's nonfiction first, and in reading *Mere Christianity*, he was just so taken with Dr., with C.S. Lewis's ability to be transparent and authentic and to look at the hard questions and to raise them, um, to not feel that he needed to explain away tough things, but just to look at who God was and who God had been to him in his life. And Dr. Kilby, um, it, it changed his life mm. reading that book. And he went on to continue to read Lewis. Uh, read Lewis's stories when they came out. Um, The Narnia books hadn't even been written at that point. They were, they came out in the 1950s. And so Dr. Kilby, though, he wrote to C.S. Lewis and received some letters back and then one time he was coming back actually from this is a whole nother story. This is Dr. Kilby. He was, he was, uh, yes, he was. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. But he hit, was coming back from an archaeological dig <laughs> in the Middle East. And he stopped in, in Oxford. Yep. And he met Dr. Kilby. And um, he met I'm sorry, yeah. he met Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they had a conversation and but really it was it was very much of a very brief interaction, um certainly not even a friendship, but still something that was very meaningful to Dr. Kilby. Mm-hmm. And as Dr. Kilby began to realize that not enough people knew who C. S. Lewis was or were reading these books that were just so life changing, mm. he gave a handful of books and a few letters <laughs> to the Wheaton College Library because he wanted the students here, and he wanted the professors to read them Mm -hmm. and to benefit. Mm -hmm. And I always say it's a little like loaves and fishes, where you (laughs) take something very small and God has multiplied it. And as you know, we're sitting in a beautiful building here Mm -hmm. on the edge of Wheaton's campus, and we have um, a small museum filled with wonderful things. tell are some of those
0: wonderful things?
1: Well, we have um, many people who have read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Don't know that Lewis, as a child, grew up. Well, anyone just like you have a lot of closets in your home. There are there are lots of wardrobes in a British home. Mm-hmm. Lewis was born and raised in Belfast, and uh, Northern Ireland. And in his home, there were piece. There was a piece of furniture that was hand carved by his grandfather. Even the hinges and the nails were handmade. Black, hand, blacksmith um this grandfather worked in a shipbuilders yard and hmm. so they it was intriguing to children <laughs> and you, and so we know from his one of his cousins actually that he and his brother and when the cousins were over they would climb in and sit in the bottom <laughs> of this wardrobe yes. and he would tell stories so you yes. can see how that imaginative Amen. Way into another world mm. became in Narnia, also an imaginative mm-hmm. place, but it was still the literal way into Narnia. That's right. And so we we were fortunate. Um, so will have go. that. You we have do that have that. Here. That's here. That wardrobe is here. And we also have Lewis's desk and chair. We have a dining room table where used to be our reading room table when we were a much smaller place, but now it's we have a display case that we put on top of it, and we have. Um, some chairs that used to go around the table. Uh, we have from Lewis's home, from Lewis's home. And those are just items related to Lewis. We have a uh, very humble desk related that um, J.R.R. Tolkien used to write on his son Christopher when he came to visit mm-hmm. i remember him walking up to it and going oh i remember my dad working there oh. and they were a very humble you know family exactly. four children his Small both home. parents had been orphans they had mm-hmm. no family money mm-hmm. so they were struggling and then he wrote the lord of the rings and the hobbit and suddenly <laughs> life was, was very catapulted. different yeah yes, and so same. he gave that to a charity which then sold it in various hands and eventually ended up uh, something that we were able to purchase mm-hmm. for people to enjoy. Um, mm. So, and we have obviously, um, you know, Carol, you've been down there. Mm-hmm. We have Dorothy Sears spectacles. Yes, we have that. <laughs> we have lots of display materials, um, different things, books. We change out various displays too. We have some things, especially for children, mm-hmm. um, as much as possible. We really want families to come and enjoy. Uh, what's here and to just see the benefits of just reading these authors Mm -hmm. for themselves
0: yeah my granddaughter um, Marjorie were talking um, about this but I brought her here as maybe a 10 year old and she was it was better than being in Wonderland for her and Tolkien is her favorite author, and she's obsessed with his writings. And it was so meaningful for her to see these different things, the, the ladies in the library, Laura and, and her assistants, um, bringing things up from the archives downtown, downtown, downstairs, and showing Isley first editions and um, little letters that Tolkien had written with little illustrations that he would draw. And it's just a magical place. Are you familiar with my literature-based approach to education, but still unsure of what it looks like for your family? For over 30 years, I've helped families custom fit their children's education to their specific needs. The beauty of education done this way is that it fits like a tailored suit. If you find yourself making do or wondering how to best help your child, or you simply have questions, I'm available to you. Consider booking an appointment today. You can visit my website, caroljoyside.com forward slash consulting to learn more. Fill out the book now form and my assistant will be in touch to schedule a time that works for you. Don't lose sleep over unanswered questions. Let's work together to make homeschool simple. Now back to the
1: show. Well, and one of the fun things we get to do here is we have um, events from time to time. And even during COVID, we did a lot of Zoom events. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the Wheaton College's website, you can find the Marion E. Wade Center, or you can go directly to the Marion E. Wade Center's website. And on our website, you'll find all of... all these recordings they're there for free there's no it's just all kinds of resources so it might be someone talking about the Narnia books or it might be someone talking about Dorothy Sayers Mm -hmm. uh, plays on the life of Christ the man born to be king there's just you know all sorts of things that are there for you to use uh, resources background on the authors
0: and these are world renowned people that are Um, this is their life's work and their
1: specialty this isn't just some hobo talking about this stuff (laughs) correct right we 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 do our best to to um find ways to bring the very best Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. who are reading and um we also have a lot of resources that we can recommend and if people say you're looking for the what is a really good biography on C.S. Lewis? If you email the Wade Center, we will let we'll give you su- suggestions. Um, we'll we'll help you with that. And um, there are even some resources oh, yeah. I have here that. Yeah. Let's. Um, before we do that, Marge, can yeah. you tell us who the Wade authors are? Sure. Um, well, C.S. Lewis is the best known, mm-hmm. and in one sense, he was he was very much the first. Yes. And all the others have some connection to him Mm -hmm. and i'll just go through them Mm -hmm. alphabetically beyond that owen barfield he's the only author who had ever come to wheaton college and he's spoken here a number of times he's no longer living but he was an undergraduate at oxford with c.s lewis they were lifelong friends in lewis's autobiography which if you haven't read i highly recommend it called surprise by joy um, he talks about Owen Barfield and says, you know, he read all the right books and got all the wrong things out of them. So they didn't always agree, but they were they were wonderful friends. And um, so we have Barfield's books here. He's not the author I would start you with, though. Okay. It, he's much more.
0: Was he, an ink, was he an inkling? He
1: did go to Inklings meetings. He okay. didn't live in Oxford, and um, but when he was there visiting, he would oh. be a part of it. Okay. And then The Inklings, by the way, for those who don't know, was a writing group that Lewis was a part of, a group of uh, friends who met in his college rooms, and they would also meet in a pub.
0: The bird and the baby. Right. <laughs> and
1: they would um, talk about, they would read portions of things they were had written, but they also talked about... Other books, authors, ideas, whatever. But a lot of times they were simply sharing. The Lord of the Rings was read out loud before it was published to, <laughs> to the um, Inklings. And Lewis read his books and others in the group read books as well. So. Um, so,
0: Owen Barfield. Owen
1: Barfield, thank you. G.K. Chesterton. Um, Explain
0: who
1: he was. He he was, his connection to Lewis is one of literary and spiritual influence. Mm-hmm. Lewis read Chesterton when he was a young man in the trenches fighting in World War One, France. And Lewis was so... Taken by what Chesterton had to say, the other author that impacted him that way was George MacDonald. Mm. But Chesterton, um, you might know him from the Father Brown mysteries on on public uh, PBS, which he are mi-
0: not really his right. No, they, they aren't. Use his name.
1: They yeah. They, they're Father Brown. Yeah, it's it's it, the books are very different. The short stories, I mm-hmm. should say, are very different. And uh, he was also a journalist, so he wrote many essays. He was a poet, um, but he wrote uh, the, his book uh orthodoxy and everlasting man those two books were i think the ones that impacted lewis the most mm-hmm. in his faith journey but there's so much that you can gain from chesterton so go to our website if you'd like a little mm-hmm. head start on what to do mm-hmm. um
0: so barfield
1: chesterton okay and then lewis and then we have um uh dorothy sayers mm. she's Talk our about. only uh woman mm-hmm. author she and lewis were friends uh she you i could give you quotes from lewis and quotes from sayers and and you would be surprised how close they were they weren't taking each other's work it's simply they were very like-minded but they were also very different people um one small example dorothy sayers was a detective novelist c.s. lewis did not personally enjoy reading detective fiction so uh they had that but there were there were other areas that they had a a, a close connection on. Um, I mentioned already Man Born to be King, Mm. which is a wonderful work that um, was first broadcast as radio dramas over the uh, BBC BBC, radio during World War II, the same time Lewis was doing his Mere Christianity broadcasts. Mm. The people of Britain were starved for truth and meaning in this very complicated world while everything was falling apart. Mm. And both lewis and sayers wanted to speak to the people what share what they knew to be true and so uh sayers had written these plays um using a greek new testament translating wherever possible using portions of scripture and they were um they were wonderful plays but they also when they first were broadcast there was it it's probably too long for us to tell the story right now, but it's it. it they were um, objected to by people. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: And sadly, the people who were objecting most were Christians, because mm-hmm. she used the vernacular or mm-hmm. everyday language. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. didn't think it was respectful. Right. It wasn't yeah. the King James language. <laughs> there were other uh, more cultural contexts why it wasn't. So the people were reacting to it. Yes. And um, but. They once they were put on, they had a tremendous it actually worked, you know the reverse publicity. People listened, mm. and they were extremely um some people didn't like them, but mm-hmm. the majority we have we have files and files and files of uh, fan letters. letters that came in oh, and one of that. one of my favorite letters was from a, a teacher who wrote her and said, "You know, after your broadcast, the children bring their Bibles to me and say." Tell me where the story is.
0: Oh, that's music to my ears.
1: And there were other people. One was an uh, an Anglican priest who wrote and said, I learned more about my faith in this last hour than I have in all my life. Mm. So there's something about telling the story. This wasn't some... Hollywood movie that changed it or, or made it spectacular, but just simply was presenting it. And so we're very excited. We're actually um, in working with uh, a wonderful editor, uh, a Sayer scholar, to bring out what we're calling the Wade annotated Man Warnaby King. Ooh. InterVarsity Press will be our publisher. And I'm not sure it'll be out in either 2022 or 2023, but it will show you exactly where places are, what she's quoting from, it's Matthew or this is the Gospel of John or whatever, showing you how scripturally based it is. But here's the thing, Lewis loved these plays so much Mm -hmm. that once they were published, Every year he read them as part of his Lenten reading.
0: I didn't know that.
1: And if oh, C.S. Cool. Lewis found them that spiritually enriching. <laughs> That's
0: good for me. <laughs> let us, yes, exactly.
1: Oh. So those are the kind of resources. There's other resources that we have here that we can point people to. Mm-hmm. Um, You've written on Sarah's yourself. I
0: and I didn't mention, Marge, that you also co-authored or co-edited um, the letters to children by c s Lewis, and what
1: a great resource that is that's they're wonderful. Lewis was such a kind man, and he he didn't actually enjoy answering letters um He didn't have typewriters and computers, and um his brother did occasionally type letters for him, but often his letters were handwritten, and he would write to children, drop pictures, and so we had um my good friend Lyle Dorset, our former director um Here, we gathered them together in a little booklet just to share. And so if you love the Narnia books, pick up those letters Mm -hmm. and read them and hear what Lewis might have written if you'd asked him some of those questions. Totally. Yes.
0: Keep going with our authors. So
1: after Sayers? um, George MacDonald. um, I mentioned that he had a big impact on on Lewis, and he did. He was um, a Victorian-era writer, and he... He was also a minister, so there are books of his, what called unspoken sermons, things that he wrote that he never preached. He was a poet, but he, if you like the Narnia stories, you might take a look at the Princess and, and the, the Goblin gamut. and the Princess and Curdie. They're not, they're not Narnia. It's not the same story, but they're a similar type of mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Lewis loved George MacDonald, and he even put him in one of his own novels, The Great Divorce. Yes. MacDonald's a character. Love that. So, MacDonald and Chesterton, as I said, were two auth Lewis said that MacDonald baptized his imagination. And by that he means opened him up to the grace of God mm. and helped him to be able to see much more the transcendent that was around him. Mm. So, uh, there's just, our, our our authors are all very distinct, but they're intertwined. Yes. Um Yes. J.R.R. Tolkien is another author who was a good friend of Lewis's. They taught together. They were professors at Oxford. And I don't think I have to tell many of you about <laughs> The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, but Tolkien was also a, a scholar who um, did a lot of other work, um, translated Beowulf, et cetera. So there's, um, there are just ancient things ang-
0: that... Ancient languages? Yes, yes. A philologist, is that the word? Yes. That is a very hard word to say. Yeah. Is that everybody talking Williams? Or Charles Williams, like
1: Barfield, um, he, I would not start you there. Mm-hmm. He, they're, they're sort of uh, alphabetically, there are bookends, and they're, um, they're wonderful in that they, they have a lot to offer, but they're also much more complex. Mm-hmm. So they may be authors that you would come to later. Um, Charles Williams was someone that C.S. Lewis um, only got to know later in life. And they were good friends. And um, then Williams died ra- rather suddenly, right at the end of World War II, from not, nothing to do with the war, but mm-hmm. just from a surgery. And was
0: he in Inkling? He was. Okay. He, when
1: he lived in Oxford, he, he worked for Oxford University Press, um, which was ironically located in London. And then <laughs> when, when the bombing came during the war, they moved it temporarily out to Oxford. And that's mm-hmm. when he was going to the Inkling meeting. So. Interesting.
0: So, if someone were to um, make the trek to come, first of all, there's special events that go on. Can you think of a few coming up, Marge, that you want to mention?
1: We do. Um, Some of you might know, um, she's a New York Times bestselling author, Patty Callahan, who wrote Becoming Mrs. Lewis, Mm -hmm. which is a fictionalized story of C.S. Lewis and his American wife, Joy Davidman, how they met and so on. And um, I know a lot of people have enjoyed it. Patty is just one of the most engaging speakers you can imagine, and she has written a novel um, that ha- will, we will do the book launch for at the end of this month, actually. Yeah. And it um, it's about a, a young girl who goes to Oxford to study, and her brother is quite ill and he's dying, and he wants to know more about Narnia, so she goes and talks to C.S. Lewis, and that's the That's how the story unfolds. Oh, it
0: sounds wonderful. What's it called, Marge? The book?
1: It's okay if you can't think. That's right. But what's her
0: name? What's the author's name?
1: Patty Callahan. Yes. And if you go to the Wade Center's website, you'll find information on this. I am not certain. We're not sure yet if we are able to live stream it or not. Okay. But we hope to still record it and Mm -hmm. post it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have, as I said, many, many events. So that's one. And then in the. That sounds fun so
0: yeah anything else coming up of note that you can think of the- um
1: we're we're not doing as many yes. this semester because just- we're trying to do more in-person events so mm-hmm. next semester we have a couple wonderful things especially um one, we have a hansen series which is a faculty series wheaton college faculty and we're delighted this year um Mark Knoll, whom you might yes. many of you will know him. He's Church professor. Amer- yeah, exactly, wonderful, and he's speaking on C.S. Lewis and America. <gasps> so Ooh. the reception, how Americans responded to him. So those will be a series of three lectures beginning in January. In person. In person. Ooh. We hope for sure no. it be. So it'll be January, February, and March. I believe okay. are the three times. We also have Malcolm Guite, who is just. An incredible poet, if you don't know Malcolm's work he's uh, teaches at Cambridge University is also an Anglican priest and and Malcolm will be speaking the end of March here on Lewis's um, it, taking his imagination and his intellect and discussing the connection point there um, and we have some other exciting things so just um, a few things are still almost not quite finalized, mm-hmm. but they're they're coming up so. All I can say is it's never
0: a dull moment around the Wade Center. This has been such a joy. It's going to make everyone want to move here just to be part of what you offer here, Marge. I'm so grateful for your long-standing contribution to this community, and it would look very different were there no Marge Mead. So thank you, my friend. God bless you. And thanks for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.